25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Here we go. Hour number two on this Friday with you. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team, they are your home team at Farm Bureau. Local agents, competitive rates, fast and friendly service. That's what you get at Farm Bureau. So much reaction right now on the text line and on Twitter. I'll get to some of those, uh, including Gatorman's call, and then we're going to talk a little football with Neil Price coming up. Somebody texted in, unnamed texter said, let it go. He didn't do the hiring, and he was doing the search. The board hired him. That's the way I thought. That's what I thought. Like, he was leading the search, and then the board says, well, you just need him. What's so bad about that? It's funny. Sure it is. If they paid him, and maybe he's give that money back <laughs> or whatever. I like what Bart, what Bart texted in there. All right, let's maybe, see. Maybe they canceled the press conference because he's already entered the transfer pool. <laughs> Good one, Bart. Good one, Bart. Excellent text, Bart. All right, Gator Man's been hanging a long time on the Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. Gator Man, what's up? What's up, brother? Yo. That sounds kind of, I don't know, that sounds kind of weird to me that he was the guy heading the committee and they end up hiring him. I thought my boy Greg Harper was going to end up getting a position. I know he, he, uh, he had expressed interest and uh he's a good man and a, a big old miss guy so i i, I yeah. thought that was weird i thought he was going to get it but um i had uh, seen him a couple times and uh talked to him a little bit but uh i thought that was the one that was going to get it and that was kind of out of left field when i heard this guy's name announced you know like, gator man you know what this looks so much like except it's instead this this time instead of it being a football coach it's a chancellor, but this is so much like Tennessee when they went through their coaching search and the Greg Schiano thing, isn't it? Doesn't it yeah. mir- mirror that so much? Yeah, it does, and it looks like Schiano is about to go back up to Rutgers. Yeah, he's going to be Rutgers coach. Um, I'm, yeah. I'm convinced of it. All this other stuff, throwing names out there and all—that's just that's just agents doing what they do and mushy-headed, soft-headed, dumb media lapping it up like. Milk in a little saucer, you know, a little kitty cat walking up, just lapping it up, and them not being smart enough to think for themselves. But Shiano's going to be Rutgers' coach. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, well, I mean, he's proven proven that he can succeed there, so why not go back to the well once again? But um, I was just going to see if you watched that HBO special 24-7. Florida was the first uh, team they did. And uh, then I was going to get your take on the Auburn uh Florida yeah. game, and uh, I think you're one of the only people that are actually picking Florida if you're still, in fact, picking them. Everybody else uh, 
it's been nonstop Auburn the whole time yeah. uh, about Auburn's defense. Meanwhile, guess who leads FBS in sacks? Right, it's Florida. Florida's you know, defense. Uh, Gator Man, uh, one thing, I didn't see the HBO th- deal. I wish I had. They do such a good job. I love documentary, you know, behind-the-scenes stuff so much. I want to do that myself, you know, and I've been working towards getting into it and getting into it. And it takes a while to kind of accumulate stuff, but also find the time and get in a position to hire other people to work with and to do it right. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I did see the clip, though, that was sent out on Twitter where Steve Spurrier made an appearance. And I'm dying. Yeah, to, in the film room. Yeah, the film room. And I'm dying to go back and watch that clip where I can listen to the audio because apparently it was Dan Mullen and Steve Spurrier going at it on a grease board drawing at a place. Yep. Yeah, yep. I really want to see awesome. that. Now, now, he's got, now, let me tell you this. He's got a show, and it is on, I think it's on Tuesdays or Wednesdays. It's only on Facebook Live, and it's uh, on WRUF, that station down there, their home station, the ESPN affiliate that uh, uh, UF uses in their broadcast school. Yeah. Um, He's got a podcast, but you can get it on Facebook Live. It's a coach's show. It's him and Shane Matthews with Steve Russell, okay. and they do it once a week. And they he's got they got a whiteboard in there, and it's pretty cool. So if you get a chance, I know you do a lot of Facebook stuff, but check it out. Yeah, I'd love uh, to. He, they do a lot of greaseboard stuff, and it's on Facebook. But check it out. I can't. I think it's something the huddle or something. Okay. But uh, it's on WRUF. But uh, it, WRUF. It I'll look it up. He's starting to do a lot more. Uh, with the station, he's also on air on I think Mondays with Shane and Steve okay. talking about the game and stuff like that. But cool. uh, I'll hang up and get your thoughts about the game. And I appreciate it, man. Y'all have a great day. All right, thank you, Gator man. Appreciate the call. Have a great weekend. Yeah, um, I, I did pick Florida, and I'm sticking with that because um, what I what I feel is y- you. I know that Auburn went to Texas A and M. So that's true road game, true road game in the SEC. And A&M's a lot of people. And and it's hard to play there. It's loud. But even though it's bigger, I think it's a little different. I think it's a little different going to Texas A&M, playing that team in front of their crowd, than it is going into the swamp at 2.30 in front of this team and their crowd. Because this Florida team, now they may not be the most explosive bunch in the world, although they've thrown the ball pretty well when since Trask has taken over. Um, they may not be the most explosive team in the whole world on offense, but facing Florida's defense in the swamp versus playing A and M's defense at their stadium is a whole different proposition. And I think that defense at Florida is going to put Auburn in some positions it hasn't been in yet. And I just think that's got a feeling. That's got a feeling Florida's going to pull this off. So that's why I picked them. We'll see how wrong or possibly right and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, I am going to, for my part here on this Friday, I'm putting to bed this whole uh, chancellor thing at Ole Miss for good. I'm not going to talk about it anymore on the show unless some news breaks today because, number one, there's just there's too much of it I don't know. And n- number two, most of it I just don't care um, who their chancellor is. And it's one of those things where it's such an ugly, ridiculous situation that it's kind of embarrassing frankly, to um, to everybody. You know, they've had such poor leadership and so many people who think that they have the right to have their hands in the pot 
trying to, you know, pull it to their side of the table and their side of the table and you know, people marching up there and holding up signs and chanting and all that bull crap. I'll just leave it to somebody else to cover it because, frankly, I don't want to get in the ditch and get mud all over me. So, on that note, <clears throat> let's, let's, let's put a smile on our face and do happier things and talk about real football. <laughs> right now on the Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, we go to Starkville. Hail State Voice, that's Neil Price. Y'all can follow him on Twitter if you want, and on Instagram as well. I suggest you do that. Neil and I have the weekend off, but looking ahead to Tennessee. Neil, a little birdie tells me you're going to watch some hockey this weekend. I didn't know you were a hockey fan. You know, when you see it live, it really changes your entire outlook on it. And I don't think that watching it on television – it doesn't do the speed of the game any justice, certainly. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. And I said after I saw my first my first professional game uh, in person last year, I, I told someone, I said, it's the perfect marriage of football and basketball. It really is. Because you've got, you know, five guys on a side, and they all look like linebackers out there, and they're going about 150 miles an hour just trying to <laughs> knock one another's head off. It, it is really really fun to watch and you know the fact that those guys can get out there on a sheet of ice can fly wide open going forward as fast as they can and then on a moment's notice just start skating backward as fast as they can the coordination and skill it takes to play it Mm -hmm. you can't help but respect what those people do it's really something uh so yeah we're gonna go and uh uh, we're going to go to Nashville, and we're going to watch the Predators and the Red Wings, and uh, we're just going to have a big old time and uh, enjoy having a, a Saturday away from football to kind of, uh, I guess, regroup and, and and then get ready for a road game here a week from Saturday. Yep, that's right. It'll, and so you know we'll be back into the normal schedule soon enough. I'm going to sit at home and and watch a lot of football. And I was going to say I'd jump out and rake some leaves, but my leaves haven't fallen yet. They don't know it's fall. For good reason. You know, we're finally going to get some fall temperatures, I think, on Sunday or Monday. I'm really looking forward to that. I know you are, too. Yes. When you're as big as I am and you walk outside and you start sweating just on general principle, yes, I am looking forward to cooler temperatures. Uh, I heard 50-some degrees on Monday morning in Starkville, mm-hmm. and I'm excited about that. I'm real excited about that. That's like make a pot of coffee and go sit on the back porch just and enjoy life kind of morning there. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, buddy. Me too. We all are. We're so looking forward to it. Hey, and on that note, I'm just curious. You're from East Tennessee, uh, born and raised, and that's we're headed to Knoxville, not this weekend, but next. So going on one week, we'll be headed up there. What will the weather be like when we go up there? Will it be like foliage and cool and all, or are we still a ways away from that? Well, normally it would be. But, you know, it's anybody's guess because, you know, talking to mom and dad, you know, they've not had a great deal of rain there either. And mm-hmm. it's been dry, kind of like it has been here. So um, who knows? You know, I, I don't think they've had a, a cold snap enough yet that the, the leaves are turning. Uh, but I remember being a kid in that part of the country. And, you know, in October, what what that sort of meant from a football standpoint was that, you, you had all the colors that were turning, uh, and, and that drive through the East Tennessee Valley, you had mountains on either side of you, and you could see the leaves turn and 
all those bright colors, and it meant more often than not that Tennessee was playing day games, you know, and they used to joke that October was when they started playing games at the time people meant to play football, you know, uh-huh. 1 and 2 o'clock in the afternoon before we had all the, the TV, you know, scheduling stuff, but, um, yeah, it used to be a, a really neat time, and there are always big games going on in October, and you're always excited, and if you got to go, it was a real treat, you know, because not, you know, a lot of us where I grew up, we didn't get to go to the games very often, so it was, mm-hmm big deal if you got to go to a game especially in october when they were playing an sec team yeah neil price on your radio so when we make that trip up there next week obviously tennessee's playing georgia uh tomorrow big deal but georgia a huge maybe better than a three touchdown favorite in knoxville so the result of that game notwithstanding what, what well i guess we could just say it like this going into this weekend what do you hear do, do you talk to family friends from up there and if you do um, all I see is what I read on Twitter, which is all negative about Tennessee's program and approve it and the rest this week and stuff. But what do you gauge from back home is really kind of the the atmosphere around that team and program right now? I feel like Garrison Keeler. You're asking me to like go into letters from Lake Wobegon here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What I hear from back home? Yeah, right. You know, it's um, it, it's a lot of what you're hearing. Uh, they are a passionate fan base, just like Mississippi State, I believe, has a passionate fan base. And people want to win. Life's better when you win. You know, the, the, the soda's a little bit sweeter, the popcorn tastes better, all those things. But I think if you talk to people who are realists up there, what they will tell you is that that's a program that's gone through so many coaching changes and has had so much upheaval in, in the last 10 or 12 years, really going back to the end of Philip Fulmer's tenure as a head coach uh, in, in the first decade of the 2000s, that they can't afford, literally and figuratively, to go through it again. And I think, a lo- I think the realists are probably concerned that if they do have to go through another change that there's the potential to really do so much damage that it never can be repaired Mm. i think that's that's the major concern from the realistic perspective now i got plenty of people that are on that rabid side too up there that are that are friends and have followed that program for a long time who who think they ought to just clean house and start over you know less than two years in clean house start over you know but i just think patience is a thing that if, if I, I was I was listening to something this morning, and it's really fascinating that it, it comes out at this time about when Johnny Majors became the head coach at Tennessee in 1977, and they were in a similar spot, not in in terms of having all that upheaval. Bill Battle had been there for a long time, but his last couple years were a little bit rough, and they bring in Johnny Majors off of a national championship at Pitt. And, you know, it took Johnny Majors two, three years to kind of figure it out there in the late 70s and early 80s because they just didn't have the athletes. They didn't have the the personnel they needed to compete in the SEC. I think they're in a similar spot right now. I think they're getting better when you look at how they're recruiting, just like how State's recruited in the last several You know, under Joe Moorhead, State's recruiting classes are great, and they're getting more people and they're building more depth here to compete in this league than they've had in a while. I think Tennessee's a similar spot. And what I think everyone agrees on, realist or rabid fan or whatever on either side of this, is if you look at the schedules for both Mississippi State and Tennessee over the course of the next few weeks, 
both of them are circling a week from Saturday saying, this is a game we got to have mm. because it's not going to be easy. You know, I mean, Tennessee's got Georgia this week, even though it's at home, and they're top five team in the country. And then after State, they get to turn around and play Alabama. State's got to play at Tennessee. They got a game with LSU. They got A&M in there. Uh, you know, so, I mean, everybody I think is looking at it saying, yeah, we got to have this one. I, I think you're right. You know, especially at this point in the year, and and coming out of that open date uh, as well for Mississippi State, you look at that Tennessee trip um, next week. And Neil, um, coming out of that Auburn game for for State, you're on campus uh, every day and go to the press conference and that kind of thing. Um, I know it's Friday. I probably should have asked you this on about Tuesday, but looking back on that Monday press conference and kind of on campus right after that Auburn loss. What did you gauge as the mood and the, the kind of the attitude in the football building? Well, now remember, we didn't have a press conference. Oh, it's that's week. right. That's so right. They, yeah. they did get together with everybody, though, on Tuesday after practice. And I, I think the attitude's exactly you know where you think it is. Nobody likes getting beat. Nobody likes getting hammered uh, the way that, that State did on the road. I thought it was very telling that Bob Shoup got on Twitter and he's got that tweet a lot now, and said he apologized for how the defense played there. But I think it's still important to remember that he's coaching a defense that's shorthanded, playing a lot of young guys, and I think he's probably doing the best he can with the hand that he's been dealt right now. And that's nothing against the guys that are playing. He's got some talented guys out there. He just didn't have a ton of guys behind him that have played a lot of football. And you look at Emerson and Jarion Jones that are playing as true freshmen out there right now in the SEC, that's that's a tough deal, you know, but those guys are getting better every week. I think you can see it, you know, but they're going to make some mistakes too. So nobody was happy about what happened, but I do think that the message has been we're committed to to correcting the mistakes and getting better. And that's been the goal certainly this week, and, and they went at it Monday, or Sunday, I should say Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, this week. And then the coaches all hopped in cars, and they hit the road late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning, and they're out recruiting, trying to keep stacking more commitments on top of some of these really good ones they've already got lined up uh, for these next two classes and trying to make sure that they're doing their due diligence and, and not neglecting the future of the program. And uh, and that's one of the biggest Buzz, you know, buzz quotes, buzz words, whatever you want to say about what what Joe had to say Tuesday night was he talked about how much he loves recruiting. And if you're going to be good at it, you better learn how to you better learn to love it because it's it's not easy. Number one, identifying talent. Number two, chasing all over the country to go and find them and then working your tail off to build relationships, maintain relationships and hopefully get those kids across the finish line and into your program when one of those two signing days rolls around now. So, uh, you know, I, I think that they, they're they focused on getting better right now, but they're also focused on the future and making sure they're building a solid foundation for years to come here. Sure. Um, we had a tweet here from Jason who said, it's amazing how often Pitt comes up in these SEC stories and he mentioned, he said, wasn't Coach Cheryl from there? We forget that, that Coach Cheryl there, too, yep. when you were talking about Johnny Majors uh, a little while back. And then another uh, text during our talk. we got about a minute here, Neil. So this will just be homework for the next time you come on math homework. 
Um, somebody texted in and said, how old will Neil be if he breaks Jack Crystal's record? <laughs> so we'd have to add up. I'd be in my 90s. I'd be in my 90s, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> I can just go ahead and tell you. All right. So, I, and that's nothing against the place. It's nothing against the job. <laughs> it's just it, it, if, if the good Lord allows me to be on this earth 90-some-odd years, I just think there are other things I want to do. And, and as Ricky Van Shelton and Dolly Parton used to say, when I get to my rocking years, I think there are other things I'd rather be doing, namely sitting on that porch and probably rocking uh, at 90-some <laughs> years old. Okay. And I don't know, Jack was, hey, listen, Jack was great in his 80s, but that's a lot of pressure to live up to. Now, it's it's hard enough to live up to the pressure of following a guy who, you know, two, two, two guys removed did it 56 years and did it well when he was in his 80s. Mm. That's... Yeah, I, 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 Jack's a different breed now in that respect. I don't know that I, I can live up to that expectation. So I'd be in my 90s, and, and it'll probably be somebody else should be listening to at that point. I feel pretty pretty confident in, in that one. Well, I, and, and not to try to um, make it about me at all, but I'll just say that um, if, if we get to that point together, I'll sit on the porch with you, I promise you, because I, I ain't going to be up there at 90 years old either. <laughs> we'll have us a stick. And we'll get the knife out, and we'll whittle a little bit, and we'll reflect on good old days. And, hey, you remember when we used to go all over the country following these guys? You yeah. remember that? That's, that's what I plan to be doing if I'm still here at that point. That's it. That's exactly – I hear you. I'm right there with you, Neil. All right, man. Hey, listen, safe travels this weekend, and we'll get back at it next week. Thank you, buddy. All right, Matt. See you. All right. See you later. That's Neil Price. Hour two. Stick around. Woo! What up, dude? Back on the show. <clears throat> you know, um, Roger, you helped me uh, last night at the end of that event to get the stuff out of there and go get it to the car. Oh, no, ag- aggravate the back. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. It pre- you know, prevented me from having to make multiple trips back and forth to get stuff out of there and put it in the car. Having an extra set of hands was huge. That was a lot of help. So I really, I really appreciated you coming and attending the event, but I also appreciated the help afterwards uh, very much. And it reminded me of something. It kind of made the light bulb go off. If we were in church, Roger, what I would say is it spoke to my heart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a grace moment. It spoke to my heart, Roger. Uh, but also, you know, I mentioned our friends, um, uh, Carol Ann and Doc, from Madison, he they came in. And Carol Ann kind of took the role of Anna Beth and helped just out of the goodness of their heart. You know, they're retired. They got a boat. They go fishing. They play golf. They got stuff to do, but they take the time out of their schedule to come and just help me. And really, what it did is I came away from that thinking, you know, I kind of feel guilty. I get a lot of help from a lot of people who are really good to me. 
at times have gone out of their way. It could be a little thing, Roger, like what seems like a little thing, you know, help me carry the stuff to the car. It could be a big thing. You know, my man Bob Atkins, Madison County Farm Bureau, they sponsored the event. They gave us a Farm Bureau Yeti cooler to give away, you know, came and brought it there. Just There's all kinds of people in my life who constantly do stuff for me. And what I did is I drove home last night thinking, man, I don't do that kind of thing for enough people myself. Helping, you know, go out of my way to just help somebody. It seems like I'm really, really busy. I've kind of worked myself up into a, a time in my life where it seems like my nose is down, going fast, going somewhere, got to get to the next point real fast all the time. And I kind of use that as an excuse that I don't have really a whole lot of time to fit helping other people into my life. And I got to do a better job of that. Well, you know, you do the devotional things. I've heard a lot of people talk about how they enjoy that. So in, in your own way, I mean, you do. Yeah. And you know the thing about that too, Roger? And here's another, it's a reward for you as well. Well, it is. Yeah. But I kind of feel guilty too in that people constantly tell me they've enjoyed seeing that. I would stream it live is what I do. I just sit out on the back porch and in the mornings drink my coffee. And as I'm going through daily devotion or whatever, I'd hit the button and stream it on Facebook and Twitter and share it that way. And I've had so many people say they enjoy that. And then I have a really hard time doing it every day and streaming it every day because stuff happens or maybe you oversleep one day or a lot of it, honestly, like over the last couple of months has been, it's so blooming hot out there at 7 a.m. I ain't interested in sitting out there. <laughs> you got to come up with a location B. Yeah. But it is hard when you're doing those things. Like you've got to, maybe you, you, they make these in the yearly version so you can do mm. one a day. It is so hard. How, you know, how, I don't know if I get through January before I'm already backsliding on those. Backslide. Well, and, and another thing, too, is, you know, when you you want to feel like like streaming those little just quick devotions in the morning from the back porch. You want to feel like you want to do it. You're there, you're doing it, you want to share that. And you don't want to get to the point where you feel like you're doing that because you have to do it, because you're expected to do it, right? If yeah. that makes any sense, too. So avoiding that, you know, getting into that, feeling like you have to do it, may mean taking a week off or two every now and then, so. Anyway, I just thought I would share that, that I came away from, you know, that event last night thinking, you know, there's a lot of examples. If I look closely, there's a lot of examples of people in my life who, man, from time to time, they go out of their way to help me with stuff. And and I really need to do a better job of paying that forward somehow in my own life, uh, or at least being conscious of it. And so if it spoke to me, then maybe it could speak to somebody else who's listening and they could think about that is... You know, a lot of people help you, but we really need to be paying that forward in our own lives, and that's how you keep it going. Um, coming up in about seven, eight minutes from right now, the homecoming queen is supposed to join me in the Farm Bureau studio, and we'll talk, and she and I together will listen with you to our eight-year-old daughter's picks for this weekend in the SEC. Mary Lydia, I recorded those uh, earlier in the day. Okay, so that's it, coming up. Is it hard to travel with her? I mean, with her having to sit in the sunroof and everything. What are you talking about? Oh, 
Just, yeah, like the homecoming queen just rides. Wear the, sa- the sash and everything that she did. <laughs> yeah, we still do that from time to time. Wave, Robbie. wave, clutch yeah. the pearls, wipe the brow. Yeah, we dress up. her up. Yeah. We dress her up in the dress and stick her out the sunroof. She waves at people. <laughs> yeah. I guess in the convertible, they sit on the. Hey. Um, on the trunk almost. It is homecoming this weekend at Ole Miss. I don't even know that she realizes that, and I'm, I don't really want to tell her because I don't want her up and deciding we need to go up there. Trust me, she knows. You think so? Oh, you know she does. Okay. All right. Maybe Those so. ladies got a network that put the CAA to shame. Well, and she hasn't talked about it, and I think it's because she's been so preoccupied with her dog. She's sneaking up on you. Man, she, she, she and drove. And you're free this weekend, by the way. I know. I know. She drove the dog back to Startville and back again today. Back and forth, back and forth, that dog. He's going to make it. He's he's making tremendous Oh, you've progress. got the uh, the veterinary minds at uh, MSU working on it. Okay. Yes. Yes, mm-hmm. we do. So that may come up in the conversation also. Listen, uh, several years ago, it's probably been five or six years ago now, there was a homecoming game at Ole Miss. I don't know who they were playing. Maybe like Idaho or something. And it coincided with an open date for State, so I was not on the radio. It just happened to work out where they were having homecoming there, and so they were having this like reunion sort of. And we went back, and Annabeth was a big part of that. And it was a big deal. It was really a neat deal. It sure was. Maybe I can avoid that this weekend, though. Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Joey, hanging on. What's up, Joey? Hey, Matt. Look, you help us all out here, man. You give us all kinds of hope. The levels <laughs> you've achieved, I mean, it just it seems almost unfair. You married a homecoming queen. <laughs> you're on the radio. I mean, it just, you know, if you can pull that off, the rest of us have some hope. So, hey. You know, we got it made. You, you're, you're helping folks more than you know. Well, man, I appreciate and, uh, that, Joe. You, you, you were you were talking about the uh, the Kansas um, the, the the SEC connection to Kansas. Yeah. You know, we have a, a local connection to Kansas. Um, the the former uh, DB coach at Bellhaven is the, the strength and conditioning and DB's coach there now. Oh, really? And, wait a minute. Yeah, so, he, he's are you John s- Shaw? He's a good okay. friend of mine. Okay, John Shaw. Okay, he, and he's at Kansas now. Yeah, he he was my neighbor when um, he he when he was coaching at Bellhaven, and his wife was playing softball there. She she has the most stolen bases in NCAA history, regardless wow. of regardless of division. So, um, and uh, they were my neighbors during that time, and so. Uh, we we made fast friends and very uh, cool. Very was, cool. He, he was at a school in Mobile, but now he's there. So okay. Um, if you notice a big dude on the sideline putting on the gun show, you'll go, "Oh, that's <laughs> putting um, on the gun show." Okay, but, Joey. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, I mean, he is, he he's just massive, uh, but yeah. he's not big. You know, what I mean, that yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. I got the, you. The gym rat looking fellow. Sure, hey, Joey. And I, and I tell you what. Hey, you got to go I, quick. I what, Florida, hey, you got to go quick. The music just started. It's going to cut you off. Got to go fast. Florida, Florida will beat Auburn because Florida's not going to spot them twenty-one points. Attaboy. boy.
I think so. I if think Florida's not done that. They had a great chance. Yeah, so. Joey, appreciate the call, man. Good to hear your voice. Okay. All right. All right. Picks from Mary Liddy and the Homecoming Queen's appearance coming up next in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Back on the show, I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Live on the show right now, simultaneously. The homecoming queen is in the studio, and Dr. Brojo is on the phone line, all at the same time. What's up, Brother Wyatt? What's up, Dr. Brojo? What's up, homecoming queen? It's it's a a privilege to be uh, on air with the homecoming queen. It is. I've heard so many wonderful things about her, man. That's so nice. Brojo. Hey, Dr. Brojo, listen, Roger was really disappointed that he didn't get to see Annabeth last night. I'm so sorry, Roger. I'm so sorry. I I looked around and a lot of lovely ladies. It's like going to the fair and not even getting on the double Ferris wheel. (laughs) (laughs) They're getting a funnel cake. There you go. I had no funnel cake last night. I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, Matt, I was going to ask you, um, have you uh, read any more about uh, Jevin Sneed, you know, the, the quarterback from Ole Miss that passed away a couple weeks ago? No, I haven't, just other than the, uh, you know, initial and then I guess the report. Right. Was, am I crazy or was there like an official report that he had CTE? The, yeah, that's kind of what uh, uh, Billy Watkins has got an yeah. article on Mississippi Scoreboard about it today and, and said that um, – the family has, has donated his brain to uh, to do some research to see what it is that he had had so many concussions from the time he was just a pee wee football player to the time you know he was yeah uh, even NFL tryouts you know I just um, boy you just hate that and uh, yeah you do uh, well I and I can he, tell you he, that it's a it's a thing that. I just, when I see it, I can't imagine what, you know, a family goes through, right. what the parents go through, and so I uh, just hate it. Well, it was them. like that case with the guy from uh, Washington State a couple years ago. Yeah, you know? that's right. Uh, the older brother, who was the older brother of the quarterback at South Carolina, Helensky, uh, uh, who's playing right now. Hey, right. Dr. Brojo, uh, I've got Annabeth in the studio. i got Mary Liddy. Y'all get picks. after it, man, and y'all have a good uh, good weekend, and uh Keep on keeping on. Hey, and what I was going to tell you is, you know, we were talking about people helping people, and I appreciate right. the uh, I appreciate the encouragement text that I'm on with uh, you and some of the others every morning too. Appreciate you doing that. Just thought I'd tell you. Well, just a little prayer every time it's sent. Man, know yeah. somebody's thinking of you. I appreciate Aww. that, man. All right, talk to you soon. God bless you. Yeah, See you ya. too. You too, Doctor Brojo. That is really sweet. Yeah, he does. Roger, I want to officially apologize. I'm so sorry I wasn't able to make it last night, but I had some friends that were there, and they said it went really well. Matt said it went great, and the food it was did. great. And he said Roger was so nice. He helped me pack up afterwards. So mm. hate well, that know, I missed it. He's got a it. bad back. we got to help him out. He does he have did. a bad back. We talked about my da- my bad back for about an hour on the show yesterday, oh, in I'm, fact. I'm sure All kinds of advice, though. No, no excuses. <laughs> I'm sure everybody was really thrilled yeah, to hear sure. about that I'm for sure. an hour. I'm picking up your sarcasm. I hear it all the, the time, Roger. Hey, Annabeth, before we listen, to, we're going to listen to Mary Liddy's picks together okay. uh, for the SEC. 
What was it about we happened to be in front of the television, uh, National oh. Lampoon's Vacation was on. It was a scene where I, uh, Clark Griswold and the family go sprinting across the parking lot up to Wally World only to find out that it was closed. <laughs> he got mad and he punched the the moose right in the nose. I and just, you, you, you know, it's like the movie's funny. And then you said, oh, Matt, you absolutely would do that. And you got then, upon saying that, you got so tickled. I, I, Matt, I... You would drive us across the country and get to Wally World, and it would be closed for two weeks. That is just something in your personality. A lot of people don't know that, but your attention to detail sometimes isn't quite, you know, maybe where it ought to be. And well, so I'm you... kind of your detail person. So if I were to fall by the wayside on that, we would definitely be punching the moose in the mouth. <laughs> well, but you know, it's you. Here's it's the totally thing. you. You know, they say the devil's in the details. Well, I don't like the devil. Well, okay. What does that make me? <laughs> Roger, she laughs so hard. Well, Chevy Chase is just hilarious anyway. That uh, that scene is hilarious. And I got You don't so get those joyful moments that often enough where you, where you just laugh I needed thinking it. about anything she, negative. Roger, you, I needed all it. joy. She yeah. could not catch her You breath. needed it, huh? It if you heard all... enough about the back, you needed to laugh. Ha- was, she's laughing at my stupidity. Well, that's what it is. It was funny because it's Chevy Chase, but in the back of my mind, I'm going, Annabeth, th- this man. <laughs> we call him Chevy Chase a lot sometimes. Hey, Roger, you, you know what we were doing? You could, you're not the brother-in-law. <laughs> when I turned it on initially, when I turned it on initially, it was the end of the scene where Clark had jumped in the pool with the with uh, the the model, you oh, know, at yeah. the hotel, yeah. and got caught. Uh, in the pool, I guess skinny dipping or whatever, and and Russ was having a conversation with him, and he goes, "Oh, you know, no, no, I was just, I was just ordering dinner, I was just ordering some food. I got the fish for Audrey, and you know, swimming waitress, swimming, sw- swimming, swimming. <laughs> And then there's a pause, and Russ says, "Okay, uh, you think Mom's gonna buy it? Yeah. yeah. And and then Clark's like, you yeah. know, good talk, Russ. Good talk. And he moves on. I would never do that." Well, no. Skinny dipping in a pool with a model no, I while know. you're upstairs in the motel. Yeah, I know. Because you go to sleep at 7 p.m. <laughs> yeah, I'm asleep at that time. <laughs> you're out. I'm out. Okay. Um, Mary Lady did some picks. Uh, we, there were only five games, okay. and so it goes a little quicker. Let's, I haven't heard this. All right. Well, we're all going to hear it together. Eight-year-old Mary Lady's picks for the SEC weekend. Mary Lady's picks for week six in the SEC. And the first game is Utah State. At LSU. Wait, what's LSU? Like, are they an That's animal the or just... They're okay. tigers. I think probably Utah State. You think Utah State's going to win? Maybe. I think so. Well, okay. <laughs> they are the Aggies. LSU stands for Louisiana State. They just shorten it to LSU, so... And, okay, so... Okay, so the next one. Next one is Auburn, Auburn versus... Florida. That's right. And they're both undefeated. They haven't lost yet. Oh, my gosh. I know. So what do you think about that one? I think Auburn. Why? Uh, um, I like them better, and I think they're good players. Okay. Troy, which that's close to where Granddaddy lives, hmm. is at Missouri. So the Trojans versus the Tigers. Do you care? Really care about that game? Actually, no, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm still going to pick. I think I'm going to pick Troy. Troy in an upset. Okay. Georgia, the Bulldogs, at Tennessee, the Volunteers. 
I think Georgia. Yeah, good pick. And the last one, Vanderbilt, the Commodores, at Ole Miss, the Rebels. Mm, I think I'm going to give Ole Miss a chance. Okay, why? Because <laughs> last time I was right how they didn't win. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> they didn't win. Yeah. But they still could win. So you've got a couple of upsets in there, Utah State and Troy, but you got Auburn, Georgia, and Ole Miss. What are upsets? Well, that's when the team that maybe isn't picked to win or isn't supposed to win, <laughs> and they do win. That's, that's called an upset. But why would they be upset? <laughs> well, that's a different way to use the word. They won't be upset. They'll be very happy about it. She said... That was good. But, but why would they be upset? Why would they be upset? <laughs> that was good. Isn't that funny? Don't no, call me Shirley. That's right, exactly. Roger. I mean, she's eight years old. To her, the word upset means I, you're, you're... You're crying. You're upset. Absolutely. And she's like, well, why would they be upset? That was so they good. Lost. <laughs> she did well. She did well. Mm-hmm. I think LSU's going to win. She said, well, I was right that Ole Miss didn't win. They she, didn't but win, she was but. the ultimate optimist. She said, I feel like they can still win. They can still win, so yeah. that's what you need. Yeah. Right. That so, is what you need. Right. Troy? Troy's playing who? Uh, Missouri. And that's the one she, I said, do you care about that? Man, not really. I don't care. But look, she picked Troy. Hey, it, hey, she may just she may feel in her gut that Missouri really shouldn't be in the SEC, just like I do. And I didn't even like, tell her that. Just like her mom. So, hey, maybe there's like, something to that. Hey, you know, we, it's, we hold these truths to be self-evident. That's right. I think, I, I may be wrong with this, Annie, but I think it is homecoming this weekend in Oxford. This oh, you're going to go ahead and own up to it. Yeah. Is it this weekend? Well, I think maybe. And Matt Vanderbilt? Off, you know. Yeah. It's not usually. Well, okay. Have you seen all the stuff about the Chancellor? At Ole Miss today? Yeah, yeah. They had a protest. I've read a few things. Well, there's always a protest at Ole Miss about something. Listen, so. Annabeth, they were protesting. <laughs> but I've been in the car back and forth to Starkville this morning. I know. They were protesting. Um, Jay sent it to me. Listen, this is the protest. They are chanting at the press conference. Mm. They were chanting... What the hell, IHL? Listen to this. This oh, is this is some that's of the. Not nice, it's not nice man. at all. No. That is in the inside N, the N at Ole Miss as they're about to announce the. Yes, I, I didn't see that. Yes, oh, that's that's a little. Uh, and then there were apparently uh, reports coming out that the guy who they were going to hire made decide now. Nah, nah, I'm not fooling with this. One. Mm. And just not take the job. That's just disheartening. Yeah. There's a lot over there that's disheartening to me. Um, yeah. And I just, maybe Ole Miss will win this weekend. That'll be something positive. You know what? Hey, but you have a good Let's point. stay positive. Winning cures everything. You win, everybody feels better. Everybody feels a little better, at least for the weekend. Yeah. Right? Shout out to the weekend, Annie. Fry-yay. <laughs> Fry-yay. All right, there's a homecoming queen on the show for the week. Uh, wait, Bates says, yep, it is homecoming this weekend in it Oxford is. against Vanderbilt. Well, anybody that's there, stand up when the homecoming queen comes out. <laughs> it's a moment she'll never forget, even when she's old like I am. It's, yeah. it's a magical moment. Whether you win or lose on the field, she'll remember it. Roger asked earlier if we open the sunroof and ride around let you wave at people. Yeah, yeah, all the time. <laughs> All right, Roger, have a great weekend. You too, man. And we'll see y'all on Monday. Bye, Roger. Bye.
See you. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.